All right, good morning and welcome to uh, Stanley Park Community Church. Uh, if you have been following along, we ran into a bit of a technical difficulty, so it's great to have you jumping over to this feed. Uh, we're just give you a few more moments. There's probably a few people trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> us, right? Yeah, exactly. We have some amazing tech guys that uh, saw this problem coming and they've been working really hard this morning. Uh, so if you want to send them some love in the comment bar, give them a thumbs up, uh, little clappy hands. Uh, we really, really love and appreciate these guys. Um, yeah, if you're joining, this is your first Sunday with us. Awesome to have you here. Uh, we are a church here in Kitchener that lives in Stanley Park. We are looking at a series called The One Another's. We are opening up God's Word. We're looking at what he has uh, directed, what he has helped us to understand about the way we can interact with one another that is us living out his kingdom picture, his kingdom passion here on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, so we'd love for you to jump in with us. If this, once again, if this is your first Sunday, there's like four before this. We'd love to have you look back at that as well. And uh, let me open us in prayer and we'll get right into it. Lord, thank you so much for, for gifts, for people with talents and abilities that aren't ours. Uh, Lord, thank you that we as a community can come together honor you as we apply our gifts to one technology today, Lord, but in so many different other ways. Help us see you today. Help us hear your voice. Help us understand your heart and how you want your kingdom to be established and growing and flourishing here on earth. Mm. Lord, we ask for a blessing in each one of our lives. Lord, we ask that that blessing be you. Lord, we ask that you uh, continue to work over the hard hurts that we have in our heart. And Lord, that you continue to help us rejoice in all the good things that you have provided for us. So help us come, Lord. We often have a lot of things in our way. Help us come before you. And may we see your glory today. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen, right, John. Yeah, we, uh, we have a few passages. If you haven't seen them, they're Galatians 5 and 1 Peter 4. If you want to start opening your apps or opening up your scripture and earmarking them, John's going to get in with a a teaser taste, and then we're going to get into the context of them. So go ahead, John. Okay, so the big I, all, all through the New Testament, there are passages which tell us how we're to connect to one another. And uh, to, we've been looking at several of these passages. And this week, uh, the phrase that we're zooming in on is the phrase, serve one another. And there are two lines, one from, uh, one from Galatians 5 and one from 1 Peter 4, that I, they're, they're kind of similar, and yet they're different. And I think when we put them together, it helps gives us uh, a picture of what it means to serve one another. And I think the big question, and I'll, I'll sort of put this out front, the big question that uh, this, these passages answer is, like, what do we do with what it is we've got? Mm-hmm. And uh, so here, here's, uh, here are two lines, and then I'll read uh, the verses around those lines to uh, give just a bit more context. So Galatians 5.13 uh, says this, Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a serve one another. And then over in 1 Peter chapter 4, this is verse 10, Use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, let me just read uh, the whole passages that these two lines came from. Uh, so Galatians 5, 13 to 15, reads like this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. 
Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So a warning in there. Yes. In terms of the, the, there's, the, there's this and then there's that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and then 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11, reads like this. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. And then, let me just state this big idea again. The big question is, what should we do with what we've got? And uh, one of the answers, there's probably lots of answers to that question, but <laughs> one of the answers that we're looking at today is we should serve one another. Okay, well, let me just, uh, so there's the, the, the intro. Let, let's just, uh, we're going to sort of zoom in on four words or four phrases, four ideas, and then and we'll introduce it, look at the passage a bit, and then we'll just sort of banter a bit about uh, ideas. As we do. As we do, exactly. We do. Um, the, the first word I'd like to sort of hang things on is this word received. Um, and here's a, here's a simple idea, but a really big one. Whatever we have, we have it because God gave it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's, I, I think this is an incredibly important idea. Um, it, specifically, these passages mention we have freedom. God has given us freedom. We'll talk about that in a minute. And that God has given us gifts. Uh, and then, so, as we think about thinking about the world and life, you know, Christianly, mm-hmm. uh, one of the big ideas is that God has made us and God has made the world, that the whole world is a gift to us. Uh, and, and, that, and then also that God has, when everything went awry, uh, God has redeemed us and, and brought us back and then given us, by his, like grace is a huge word, given us everything we need to live for him. So we're, we're, we're surrounded by a world that is a gift to mm-hmm. us from God. Uh, and that changes the way we think about life, all kinds of things, our gifts, our talents, all of that. So you, you want to jump in and yeah, share I'll, some ideas on... I'll start with kind of the, the cultural narrative that I think a lot of us, um, a lot of us have grown up, or at least we have seen it if we've been around for a while, forming is there's this idea that uh, everything out there I have to go get. Yes. That uh, I, I, am, I am in control and my destiny is just waiting for me to you know, go out there and get it. And I think that can be encouraging, right? Like, man, you know, today I'm going to grab my destiny. But it also comes with a lot of burden, a lot of weight, um, to think that everything that your life has is up to you to go out there and and, you know, control, manipulate, uh, facilitate to structure, to, to believe that everything that is good only comes because of your effort. Everything that you can get is only because you were crafty enough. You were the one that got up and did that grind. You were the one that, you know, whatever it is, that you are the one responsible for all that you have received. Uh, it, it's becoming more and more kind of just inundated in our culture that I control my future, my memory, my everything. And it, I, Scripture would say that's not entirely true. Like, yeah. you, you weren't the reason you were born in North America. 
Like, that's right off the start. Like, you're, you're already off to a pretty great start. You aren't the reason that you experience some of the privileges you have in your life. You aren't the reason for, you know, getting to live in a neighborhood you lived in. A lot of these things are just, like, handed to you. Uh, last night was Halloween. Um, a great example of, of that is kind of like, these kids go around door to door to door to door. Yeah, there's some effort that they put into walk door to door to door, but they're being given things. They're being handed things. They're socially distanced. There's some great, actually, some great ways that they socially distanced uh, <laughs> giving these things to kids, but they aren't out there having to form their own destiny that night. They were out there just engaging with uh, what was present, what was offered to them. And, and I think that idea helps us kind of unpack what God is really doing for us to receive uh, his intent, his heart, his love that he has made available for us. Yeah. Just again, yeah. I, I like all that. And yeah. just a, another just way to say it, Swift. I think, yeah. would be um, two, two points. One is that there is an incredible weight yeah. when we have to devise our own sense of purpose. And, uh, and I, think, I think some of the anxiety that we feel is that as a culture, and we do feel a tremendous yeah. amount of anxiety as a culture, everything points to that. I think some of that comes from this weight of responsibility to create our mm-hmm. own sense of purpose. And, and the other thing is the, the Bible is just full, read, if you read the Psalms, just full of gratitude. And one of the, the stance of receiving is a stance of like, all of this isn't mine, all of this I didn't make it, all of this I don't own, but God has given it to me. And so gratefulness, gratitude is a sort of a, I don't know, like an earmark of the life of a created being. And um, so... Well, I'll just jump in a little yeah, bit yeah. further on that. Is, is even on the end of, say we are living this thing that we feel like we have to create everything and everything is up to our intent on creating purpose and forming it. It comes with a lot of pressure even as you achieve. Yeah. Like I, I you guys know that if you're new, you don't. I, I spent 13 years uh, being led to being a pastor. And... You know, the, the, the days before it actually happened, there was a thought of, well, now what? Like, I'm, I'm, about, I'm a dog about to catch a bumper of a car. Like, I've been chasing this for a long time. Like, now what? Like, is that just the end of the dream? Is there something more? But to then, once again, hear God's grace in that story for me, and I hope for your stories and the things that you feel led to pursue, is that even if it isn't the perfect thing, even if your dream is now being achieved, there's this pressure of, is there something more? Is it, have, I, have I finished all that I was meant to do? And God would say, no, like there's a lot more things available to you and for me to live into, but that he does give us dreams to pursue. But when we have the, the desire and the thought that we have to control it all, all of a sudden when we do do something, <laughs> well, now what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so this picture of how we live with each other yeah. has at the very core of it, we're, we're we're living in a world that's not ours, yeah. that we didn't create, and that we have a, we have a purpose that's above us and, and given to us, and we live in a sense of gratitude and dependence because of that, uh, and that everything else we say is kind of going to flow to that, but we have to yeah. get onto it or we'll never yeah, get to it. Yeah, we never flow out to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, so the second word I, I'd love to draw your attention to is the word freedom. And, and so back in, in, in uh, the Galatian passage, don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. Uh, this word freedom is a, it's a, it, you hear a lot of it being freedom. bandied about today. Yeah, yeah you know? quote, yeah. And um, it, it seems to me that 
when we in our cultural setting hear the word freedom, we tend to hear, I get to do what I want. Uh, and, uh, and Paul's actually saying something quite different than that here. No, he's, yeah. he's saying, actually, don't, don't use your freedom to indulge your own desires. Uh, but the freedom that Paul talks about is that we're actually set free from all kinds of things that keep us from being the people that God wants us to be, and that our freedom enables us mm -hmm. to serve him and to live in a different way. And so there, there, there comes, you know, sort of bubbling up in this passage, uh, like two completely opposite things. One is using your freedom, and we do have freedom, like we have, oh, yeah. I mean, it's limited, you know, there's all kinds of things that box us in, but we have some, we have some freedom. Uh, we could use that freedom either for self-indulgence or for loving service, and, and that the, the, this is like almost, like it's, it's boiling down to a big either or there. Yeah, uh, like, like looking at the picture of the freedom that we have had, the freedom that we have in, in engaging in the flesh. Like you can do things, like some people might physically try to stop you, but like you have some ability to do whatever you want. Uh, but the, the picture in, in scripture is that that leads a certain way. We've talked about like the traps and the pitfalls, the ensnaring. Is that like, yeah, like a mouse, I'm, I'm trying to catch mice, so all my imagery is going to be that, is, is interested, <laughs> freely interested in marshmallows. And I have set out marshmallows in specific areas for it to freely pursue, but then it is ensnared. It's, it's caught. Uh, it gets caught up in this desire, in this, this place it's not supposed to be. And we were found in that area as well. In our lives, we, we have followed this, this free-flowing, fleshly desire for whatever we want. And it ensnares us. Some of it's not as drastic as a mouse trap. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, thank God. <laughs> but other, others is like kind of like that uh, old bear trap where like your, your paw is stuck in it. Like you, you had freedom at one point, but now that freedom has ensnared you. You're caught in a space. And, and what God wants to do is to free us from that which, for, like one has ensnared us, but also drew us into these snares, into these traps. And allow us to live in a, in a picture of a kingdom, a picture of a world where freedom is serving, loving, connecting with each other and with God. Where, you know, we don't have to worry about these terrible traps out there because we are pursuing God. We're pursuing his things. And we know that he is helping make the path safe, directing us, allowing us to, whoop, I missed something. Well, it's because I got you, my son or my daughter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, it, it, and it really is interesting when people do consciously set out I'd like to follow God's ways. Yeah. Uh, very often we discover it's actually not like, like that there's something holding us back. Yeah. There's something ensnaring us. Uh, and that the things that we thought, you know, I get this is again saying what you yeah. just said, I think, but the, the things we thought we wanted actually proved to be keeping us from the things we most deeply want mm -hmm. and are made for. And again, this idea of purpose bigger than us. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah. I think I'm going to go on. Keep trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the third sort of word that I want to hang some ideas on here is this word gifts. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Peter says, whatever gift you have received, use it. Let me just, let mm -hmm. me read it exactly. Use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Um, so I, I, there's a couple of interesting thoughts here in this passage about gifts and and i what um whatever gift you have received 
I don't know if you've been, have you been part of these discussions? I bet you have. You've, you've hung around church for a while. We, we often talk about spiritual gifts and finding your gift. Um, and then we often make a really, really big distinction between what a spiritual gift is and what a natural talent is. And I, I love the way this passage reads because what it implies, I think, it's like whatever you have. Uh, so, so we've got, we all have some natural talents. You have some, I have some different different from yep. each other, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, is, which is cool yeah. uh, and helpful. We have some natural talents. Uh, we have, I, you know, as the God works with us and pours out his spirit in our lives, we actually find ourselves as well having some spiritual gifts of some yeah. kind. Um, interestingly enough, our life experience uh, shapes us in such a way, uh, and, and whether those are good or bad experiences, we, we have something out of all that. Yeah. And I think what this passage says is whatever you got use it to serve others. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, let me just share a couple more ideas yes. then you can jump in. I, here's another, uh, I love this phrase in here. Uh, so we, he says, um, use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Uh, one of the words here is stewards. It's a word we don't actually use very often. often. Uh, we would probably... The idea would be like a manager, and the idea is that we, uh, something we don't own, we have possession of it from somebody else. We're managing something that somebody else, uh, and there's lots of parables in the Bible about stewards. And we, you, know, you got some stories, I got some stories. Yeah, about, let's, oh. let's share some stories. Yeah. So my story is around a Porsche, <laughs> right? I was once lent a Porsche. Right. If, if no one's ever lent me a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what that is, it's a, it's a car that I probably will never afford. Um, so I was lent a Porsche, and when I drove it, I, it was abundantly clear in my head, this vehicle is not my vehicle. And so as I, as I drove it, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. But I knew that I am responsible for what happens with this Porsche. Yeah. I'm responsible for the, uh, the ticket that could come, but I'm also... <laughs> responsible for any scratches, dents, any, any kind of things that could happen with it. So I parked it way in the far back corner, like, like just bubble wrap, basically. And the entire thing is that I didn't own it. Whoever was the owner of it is on, on the hook for it. And if I did something with it that wasn't, you know, profitable, um, I was on the hook for that. But I also would not be able to repay the debt that came with it. And so, yeah, the, the idea that we are being stewarded something that isn't ours uh, comes with a responsibility. It's not just, hey, free, whatever. It's like, oh, well, like, thank you so much, but I now want to care for this because it represents the one that has given. Yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah. let, let's just press that on yeah. just a little bit further. The, another idea of this, this whole thought is that he says we're being stewards of God's grace, that our, our gifts, what we've got, are gifts of grace mm-hmm. entrusted to us. So, um, so the idea of, uh, you're like, let's say somebody came to me. Nobody has actually done this yet. <laughs> All right, but, today's but, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody <laughs> could come to me and, and, and give me like 20 bucks and say, John, could you give this to Brad? I don't see him. Oh, around. Today, today's the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was a story. Yeah, today and, is and the day. <laughs> so, so at this point, I've got $20, yeah. but it's not mine. And it's not, and here's a really big thing, it's not for me. It's yeah. been given to me for Brad. <laughs> yeah, and, and you like this arrangement, right? It's so good. Preach it, John. And then add to that this idea, uh, there's probably no word mm-hmm. 
that is more, like completely summarizes the generous thing that God has done for us, like this word grace. God has come to us in generous, over-the-top, crazy love. Uh, and 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 that the the word that sort of captures that is the word grace, and it's, he says we're stewards of God's grace. And now, so obviously God loves us directly and has all kinds of ways that He comes to us direct. But but he, this picture is that we have gifts that are not for us mm-hmm. and that don't belong to us, but that we are entrusted with gifts for one another. Um, and that this creates, just by its very nature, this creates a kind of interdependence that I think is like, so when we get to this picture of like, what are the one another's all about? What's the kind of life yeah. that God has called us to? It's this kind of life where we are connected to God, connected to each other, dependent upon each other out because of this giftedness. And it's not ours, but it's God's grace and it's yeah. given to each other. It's a beautiful picture. Absolutely. And, and, and you've probably got some stories. And, and that being picture. lived into that, that is, that is so vibrantly God. He, he wants us to be looking like a community that cares for one another. Um, not just like look like, oh yeah, you know, like the, the nice facades on buildings where you walk in, oh, but where you're like, oh, wait, like the outside looks good, but the inside is even better. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, a story in the Bible is always a good spot to go, is looking at the early church. Um, I'm, I've been reading some N.T. Wright as he's looking at the pandemic, and uh, I'd encourage you to read that book as well, God in the Pandemic. Um, he's looking at the early church in Acts when they got word of famine is happening. Th- their first reaction wasn't, oh, no, God is upset with us. Their first thought wasn't, oh, well, we have to uh, get out there and really preach that hard message that now everybody has to turn. They, they sat around and they, they thought, who is specifically at risk in this? They, they, they took time to think about, all right, this famine is going to affect people disproportionately. They, they thought about it, then they said, what can be done? They, they looked at options. All right, like this community is going to be hard hit as this famine rolls through. And then they went even further and said, who can we send? They, they looked at what the issue was. They looked at what is the opportunity. And then they identified that they had something within their community. They were gifted a certain way. And they could actually respond to specific needs. Because that was what the kingdom of God looked like in this famine, in this situation at that time. And how, how attractive would that be is if, as this pandemic lingers on, we keep thinking about not just, oh, is God upset, or is you know, this a giant conspiracy, or all these sort of things, but saying, there's people are disproportionately affected by this. And, and what do they need? What, some of it is relational. Some of it is tangible care. Some of it is, they are so afraid. That their, their purpose is, is ripped out of their hands. They don't know what is next. Mm. And they need to hear that God loves them. That God has something for them. That there is a better thing than just the material and the style of life that we once lived. And as we look at these things, the disproportionately affected people and what can be done, who can we send? It's not just, oh, I hope God does something. It's, all right, God, you have gifted us uniquely. Who, what, how um, can we respond to that? Yeah. And just jumping off that, the same, again, same idea that, like, we don't have to all look the same. No. As a matter of fact, we can't. No. We shouldn't. Yeah. And this idea of not of like, so it's not a picture of a, a church where everybody looks the same and does the same thing. It's, it's like 
everybody takes whatever they've got and says, God, how can this be used yeah. to help others, uh, to bless others? It's a beautiful picture. Um, one more point, yes. and then we, we we'll we're getting close to needing to yeah. wind this down. But um, the, the last word I want to uh, draw attention to is this word, serve. And mm-hmm. both of the passages, you know, it said serve one another. Um, in the end, there's these two possible courses of action. One has to do with using our gifts, using our freedom, using whatever we have for ourselves, mm-hmm. and the other is for, for serving others, and this, this tension there. Um, and I got, to, I don't know, it seems to me we're talking all, always about our setting, our culture, where we live now, and rightly so, uh, that's where we live, how do we live this out? Um, it, it seems to me whenever in our culture we talk about finding and using your gifts, the, the subtext of all of it is the aim for self-fulfillment. Yeah. Um, try to find a career that you love and that you find is fulfilling. Uh, how do you use the talents you have in a way that brings you fulfillment? And, and uh, you know, again, I, I don't want to totally negate that because, I mean, we, we do. There's something awesome about living our lives the way mm-hmm. God has designed it to be lived. Mm-hmm. But the point isn't self-fulfillment. If you aim at self-fulfillment, you're going to end up with this you described at the beginning, I think, really well. This this endless pursuit that has no goal, no has no yeah. end, and that end with a tremendous tremendous weight. Uh, so what the aim is not self fulfillment. The aim is how can what I have be used to bless others, mm-hmm. and how can we serve one another? And uh, my, uh, I, I just would like to hold that up as a beautiful picture of the kind of community that God has called us into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you've probably seen it some. Uh, you've probably seen the opposite some too, and you can potentially, you can, yeah. yeah, you can, you <laughs> can feel and smell the difference. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a beautiful thing that God calls us to. You got something you want to toss in there? Yeah, just uh, as we're landing this, trying to ask some questions. I, I think we can tell you a lot of things and talk about a bunch of things, but questions are are helpful for us to reflect on and engage with. Um, so, can I say something before yeah, you go ahead. ask questions? Let me yep. just let me just say three. Yes, go ahead. Possible options for this whole thing of, like, what do we do with what we have? One of the options is nothing. <laughs> Don't use it. Don't, and there's lots of stories in the Bible about not using your gifts. Uh, and, and we are living in a time when it's just so tempting to cocoon and hide. Yes. Uh, and for sure, we want to be careful and all that, but, but how do we want to engage? So there's failing to use your gifts, hiding them, whatever. Uh, there's using whatever you have for self-fulfillment, and then there's using what you have to serve others. And then, in light of that, yeah, some these questions. questions make perfect sense. And obviously, we're encouraging you to the third. of <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clarity is everything. Um, yeah, so as we look to serve others, uh, today as we've been talking, is there is there something that has been growing up inside you? Is there something you've noticed uh, in the past few weeks, uh, a need, an opportunity? Um, it, do you feel led towards it? I'd encourage you to take time to pray um, after this feed, over this week, of how does God want you to engage with a need, an opportunity? Uh, if you see your gift is just sitting here idle, where, where can that plug in? Where can that fit? And mm-hmm. ask for God for some guidance, because he does guide. He is our counselor and our guide. The other one is, uh, every one of us is in a community. Now, each one of these communities is, is, is growing, it's developing, and it's becoming its own kind of entity where it has its own gifts, skills, abilities, and opportunities. 
So you as uh, a community member, you as part of that team, is there something that you in this group are noticing that God has uniquely wired you for? Is it because you live in a certain neighborhood? Is it because you guys have a overlap in a certain uh, career field? Is there something that has come up time and time again already that you're like, there seems to be something here that God might be directing us towards? Uh, I'd encourage you as a community to ask God to help discern opportunities uh, because there is the needs out there. There's people that are disproportionately affected by uh, COVID, but also by race, gender, all these other things that are swirling, uh, location of where they live, e- economy. There's a lot of swirling storms right now, and I don't even think we know the half of them. Yeah. Now, there's people that are disproportionately affected, but God has also laid gifts in the church. And it may not be us. It may not be your community. It may not be you. But God has laid these gifts in us for certain things. And so as we discern as a church, as we discern as individuals and as communities, uh, we have different opportunities where we can look at what can be done. And then is there someone or is there something that can be applied to this? Uh, We want to be a church that is known for loving one another. We want to be engaging with uh, all these one another's and service is not to be excluded. Uh, So that is my encouragement is to take these questions, to mull them over and I, I, for one, I think everybody else in your community as well would love to hear what God is uh, putting on our hearts. Uh, so let's continue chatting either in chat bar and text, email calls, um, which is always my segue into the coffee hour. Uh, if there's somebody that you want to reach out and just start mulling over this idea of what you feel like God's discerning, I'd encourage that. If they're in your community, uh, make that call, that email, text, and then also just generally reaching out to one another. If, if there's a person come to your mind, I bet you they could use a phone call. Um, and if they have an answering machine and didn't answer, leave them a lovely message. Uh, <laughs> let's spend this next little bit just reaching out once again and continually investing in one another. Uh, we thank you for coming out this uh, day, and we thank you for putting up with uh, a little technological glitch there. But uh, once again, we are so glad to have a skilled service uh, where these guys are pouring in their talents. And uh, thank you guys for doing that, and thank you guys for joining. Uh, May God be with you this week.